In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. So, hey guys, we're going to be doing something a little different for about the next uh, two months. Uh, for the next couple months, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you commonly ask us through our social media outlets. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post, and I want to talk to you about their Bourbon Barrel Aged Collection. This is a collection of roasted coffee beans that are literally put in 15-year-old Kentucky bourbon barrels and rolled in the barrels. No sugar is added, no artificial flavor is added like a lot of your flavored coffees. This comes out straight from the barrels. I'm not a flavored coffee guy, but I love the taste of this bourbon barrel coffee and the different flavors that manifest whenever I drink it. And so you might want to check it out, guys. I love this company. They've got phenomenal coffee, and I encourage you to go check it out. If you go over there to junipermountaintradingpost.com, and when you're going through checkout, if you enter the word arena, they will give you 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of today's number one podcast on Spotify, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show. Hey, guys, as you know, we are always collecting hero stories. We're looking for 365 hero stories every year. A hero story is a story of transformation that you've either seen in your life or for you wives, the man that you love. This is an opportunity for us to celebrate with you. And so when you write in with your hero story, if we use it, we want to send you some swag just to say thank you. So Sean from Southwest Africa, wrote in and said, I'm a 40-year-old Bible student with a 10-year-old son and have a passion for raising up young men. I'd like to inquire how to start a men's group in my town. I'm living in Nambia, Southwest Africa, and I love the work you're doing. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Sean, that is awesome. If you do not hear from our guy, you've probably already heard from him, uh, but we're going to get you going on a group. Man, we're excited, brother. So the question is, when a Christian man is responding in a flirty way or viewing things on social media or the internet that are uh, risque or pornographic, is that cheating? So that's a loaded question. And I think it depends on who you personally ask. My personal opinion, I'm not saying this is of the Lord, this is of me. My personal opinion is 
it depends. Uh, if if you are Snapchatting another woman, if you are sending her uh, pictures, if this if you are having some kind of illicit relationship online uh, with another woman, I would say that is definitely a form of cheating. If you are emotionally attached to another woman, I would definitely say that is a form of cheating. If you are looking at things that are pornographic in nature, that you are that are not with women that you know. I would say that is a, that is lust, and that is a sin. I would not, and I know that Jesus said that if you lust in your heart, it is like committing adultery. And I realize there's a fine line there. <laughs> so, but I don't think uh, a porno, pornography or looking at things that you, sh- or maybe you're staring at the swimsuit edition that we all used to stare at when we were like young guys. Uh, I don't even know if the the guys listening know that, that even is anymore. But you know it. I think that's different in my world. That's different than having some kind of heart or emotional attachment. So if you look at the word lust, uh, if you look at that word carefully, that, that word literally is to want something, to have it as your own. You know, uh, God said in Exodus 20, do not covet your neighbor's wife. So when I want something for my own, that is an illicit relationship. That is where you've really crossed the line. So to me, um, the sexual, uh, the thing, the voyeurism types of things. It's not, it's not a situation where a guy actually wants to have that woman as his own. It's lust and it's sin and it's not good. But I don't think it's adultery. I think adultery is when a woman is involved, or you know, I'm talking to men right now, to where uh, you are pursuing her, trying to take her away from uh, either her man or to take her away from the covenant you've made with your wife. And I realize that there that there will be a delineation here with guys that will say, and women that will say, any lust is adultery, and and other guys will be way on this end. And I'm just, I'm in my opinion, I think it's about the relationship and about the heart. So I would say, now if this guy is sending, you know, sexual comments to women and having these relationships with women online, that to me, that's like I think you're crossing over because now you're having real interaction with real women that are not your wife, and I would say that is a lower level form of adultery, uh, emo- at least emotionally. It's not sexual, but it's emotional. So I, I hope I answered that question, man. That is a real fine line, and I'm doing the best I can to navigate for you. So the question, the question is, I'm dating a man who's told me he's a Christian. But I see him commenting on illicit pictures on the internet. He uh, is often drunk. He does not attend church. What do you think I should do? So my question is, stop listening to people who tell you they're Christians. The word Christian has been abused. Uh, It's overused. Uh, In my circles, Christian means I vote Republican. I'm a member of the NRA. I own a house, a dog, and I have two kids and a pretty wife. To me, that's not a Christian. That's an American, or that's one part of our American society, only one part. To me, the word Christian is Christ one, one with Christ. It's somebody who identifies with Jesus. It is a follower of Jesus. So what I would say is, is your this guy that you are considering dating, is he following Jesus? Uh, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 16, 
Jesus talks about you will know them by their fruit. I was just reading in 1 Corinthians, I can't remember the address of the verse where Paul said, we are to judge the people in the church. Did you hear that? Forget Matthew 7, it's out of context. But in 1 Corinthians, he says you are to judge, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10 somewhere, 7 through 8 maybe, we are to judge those in the church. So what I would say is your job is to judge this man by his fruit and determine whether he is following Jesus. Okay, ready? I have a walking acrostic. This is how I determine. I use a walking acrostic. W, is he worshiping God on a regular basis? A, is he approaching God daily in prayer? Is he praying with you over your meals? Is he praying over you when you're struggling? L, is he loving other Christians in fellowship? In other words, is he in a small group? Is he actively involved in his church? K, is he, does he know the word of God? Is he a Bible reader? Is he a Bible studder? Is he doing, is he a Bible studier? Is he doing something to pursue his relationship with Jesus through the word? I, is he, these are all questions that you need to ask. Is he investing his fiscal and physical resources in God's kingdom? No, giving to Rocky Elk Foundation is not God's kingdom. Giving to the NRA is not God's kingdom. Is he investing in God's kingdom work? N, is he nurturing other people in the faith? In other words, does he target people to share Jesus with? Are there people that he's actively engaged in dialogue about Jesus? That's a question. And then the last one, G, and this is the overarching. The, this is the overarching one. Has he given his life fully to the gospel cause? I'm thinking of Galatians 2.20 right now, where Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. I therefore no, no longer live, but Jesus Christ now lives in me. The life I live in the flesh, I live for the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And then Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, seek first his kingdom, which is his rule and reign. God's kingdom is God's rule and reign. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So these seven questions I think are appropriate and I think mandatory for any of us to ask when we're when we're researching or we're praying for we're pursuing a lifelong a spouse. Remember, I don't believe in partners. Partners is for business, but your spouse is not a partner, that's your spouse. So they're way above a partner. So I would ask, is this guy, you know, just because some, I'll tell you what, I would when I was younger, I would used, you know, I would tell somebody, I remember I dated a couple girls in high school. Yeah, I'm a Christian. But man, us guys are pigs, man. We'll say whatever it takes. So you look at his life. Does he love Jesus? Does he love Jesus? Or is he just using a line to get what he wants? So the question is, what do you do if you have saved yourself for marriage, but the woman that you or the man that you fall in love with did not? How do you handle that? So that's a great question. So just a little history. So when I married, I was not a virgin. I won't tell my wife's story, but we both had a past, but then we gave our lives to Jesus. And we were pure when we met, and we were, we were pure when we married. So here's what I believe. I believe in this thing called grace, some people will call it second-time virginity. So the question for me is, what has happened since Jesus has been in your life? So clearly, you have saved yourself for marriage, and I think that is awesome. Uh, I've got one of my sons who's doing the same thing. He's saving himself for marriage. What if you fall in love with a woman who hasn't? In other words, before Christ, she stumbled sexually, and she's no longer a physical virgin. To me, the question is this. Is she a spiritual virgin? Has she been forgiven of her sin, washed through the blood of Jesus, 
And yes, she has the memory. And yes, that experience happened in the history of her timeline. But spiritually speaking, is she is she going to present herself to you as a spotless and blameless bride because she's waited for you? You know, I waited three years for my wife and I lived a pure life. I actually dated a girl in between. I never even held her hand. So I was committed to that. And so for me, do I have a history? Yeah, I had a history, but God gave me a window to walk in purity. So I would ask you, maybe the bigger question is, why are you unwilling to forgive somebody that Jesus has forgiven? That may be a more difficult question to answer and how maybe you need to forgive your wife and accept her for who she is in Jesus. So that that would be my answer. I think that uh, I, I realize that you may have been praying for this woman all your life and thinking that she'd be this woman. Well, then here comes this other woman that doesn't fit the exact mold. The question is, does she fit what you've been praying for for now? And are you willing to work beyond the forgiveness? So I think there is some spiritual immaturity in unwillingness to forgive someone that Jesus already forgiven if they're continuing to live a holy and pure lifestyle before God. And I would encourage you in that area. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. At the Men in the Arena podcast, we try to answer any questions that you have. So please keep sending them in. And if this podcast has helped you on your journey to becoming the best version of you, Please like, subscribe, and share this link with one of your bros. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.